Hello. I'm Callie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Community Spotlight. We are students in the College and Career Studies program at UK. This radio segment will spotlight different things in the local community each week. Thanks for listening. Today's Community Spotlight will feature a conversation with Dr. Nicholas Wright, the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the Human Development Institute at the University of Kentucky. In this conversation, some students at UK asked Dr. Wright some questions about his role at HDI, about what led him to this work, and about his thoughts on the connections between DEI, disability, and universal design. Thanks for listening. So we are sitting here with Dr. Nicholas Wright, and we're going to have a little conversation about what his role is as the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at the Human Development Institute at the University of Kentucky. And also with me are some students. We have Kylie and Jacob and Callie and Boris in here. And my name is Erin. And we're just going to have a little chat about DEI. So Dr. Wright, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Erin. I'm doing well. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to this session. We're really happy to talk to you. Um, I think we're just going to kind of take turns asking you questions and kind of get a sense of what you do and stuff like that. And then you can talk about anything we didn't get to. Perfect. Sounds great. So Kylie, do you want to start us off with some questions? Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your background before coming to HDI? Yeah, so my background before coming to the Human Development Institute, I think that that starts at the University of Louisville. So at the University of Louisville, I was there for approximately 10 years. And at the University of Louisville, I had the opportunity to work in a variety of settings across higher education. As I mentioned before, that I was working in housing and residence life, and I was working in the academic classroom, and I was working in admissions and just a few other things over there. But one of the most prominent roles that I had was in the Disability Resource Center. So in the Disability Resource Center, I had the opportunity of increasing accessibility and inclusivity across the University of Louisville, and that was something that was extremely passionate to me. I was there in that role as a graduate assistant and then was promoted to a Disability Resources Coordinator and just completely fell in love with it. From there, I graduated with my bachelor's, master's, and doctor of philosophy in counseling and personal services with a specialization in college student personnel. So I know that was a really long name with it, but uh, from there, I had the opportunity of going to Minnesota. And in Minnesota, I was at St. Cloud State University. And in St. Cloud State University, I was leading student accessibility services as director of, and in my role there as a director, I was able to administrate the accessibility services and accommodations for the university. Had approximately 12,000 students there working with them. And then in addition to that, also leading some of the work in the ADA committee. So what it was was that the Americans with Disability Act uh, committee at the university was there for students, staff, faculty, and community members to make sure that they had an accessible campus and that everything was was well for them. So it was so nice to, to lead that organization there, to lead that group of professionals and create more of an accessible campus. Very cool. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's a lot. You have a lot of history coming with you to this job, which is great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you kind of already touched on this a little bit, but I kind of just want to ask, like, what got you interested in work specifically regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, so when it comes to work in diversity, equity, and inclusion, as I mentioned before, I was at the University of Louisville, but I didn't necessarily say what I was there for my education. Um, I was actually going for a Bachelor of Science in Justice Administration. I planned on being a lawyer. That was my plan. That was my goal. That was there. As you may be able to tell at this moment, I'm not a lawyer. It's not the case, <laughs> not the case at all. Something happened in my life that, that changed the way that I navigated the realm, that changed some of my goals that were there. I was in an accident, in a motorcycle accident in Western Kentucky, and in that motorcycle accident, I, it's an extremely strange event where I was riding with some friends one night and there was an Amish horse and buggy that was there. There was 10 motorcyclists. Uh, the first nine went by, scared the horse, and the horse broke off from the buggy and hit me. Next thing I know that I was life flighted to Vanderbilt. I had a traumatic brain injury. I woke up from a coma and I had that experience, that how challenging that was. And I remember that when I woke up from that coma, I remember the first thing that I said was, one, I checked on my motorcycle to see if it was okay. It was not. It was not okay. But I knew at that moment that another day wasn't promised. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to work in DEI. I wanted to work in more specifically in higher education, creating that inclusivity for students on campus. I wanted to make sure that they had the opportunity to achieve that bachelor's degree that everybody is striving for. Wow, that's yeah. quite a that's quite an interesting backstory yeah. for your your journey here. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us, Kelly. Did you have a question you want to ask? What is your favorite thing about your job? My favorite thing about my job, I think that it would just be the opportunity to work with diverse individuals, to work with people, and and learn more about their unique identities. I think that's something that's so exciting. The reason why I say that is because when it comes to my strengths and my strengths quests, uh, some of my top strengths are one, maximizer, but two is woo. Woo stands for winning others over. So I really appreciate the opportunity of winning others over and having the opportunity to break the ice and relate to people and connect to them. And at the Human Development Institute, I have the opportunity to do that because we have 350 plus employees here. So although I've been here um, close to two years now, I'm still meeting new people. People may know me from staff meetings or whatever else it is, but I'm still meeting new people. So it's still every day I get the opportunity to meet someone new, to win them over, make sure they feel comfortable and make sure that I can find whatever it is to ensure that they can be their most authentic self. That's really cool. And Callie, you um, are also working on things this semester about connecting with other people. So that's kind of a, a, a really cool answer to your question. Kelly's doing uh, some practical work around how social connection happens with gatherings and, you know, how you, how you kind of plan for that, uh, how you plan an event or gathering or decide what activities that you do with other people can affect your connections with them. You know, it's not just about something being a party or being a place that you go to hang out or whatever, but those social connections can be really important for people. And in other ways that we don't always see or think about. Yeah, yeah, I think that 
you're right about that, Aaron. And also, Callie, when we think about those social interactions that we have, regardless if it's a party or if it's just in a diet, whatever it is, having that social connection with someone else, that's what ensures that we feel that sense of belonging. That what ensures that we feel that sense of connection. Absolutely agree. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about, well, as you obviously know, disabilities often been left out of conversations about DEI. Um, the history of DEI has not always included disability and certainly not fully um, in encompassing all different disabilities. What do you think is the importance of considering disability as part of the discourse about DEI? So when I think of disability, I always tell people that disability is such an important part of DEI. Over and over and over again, what happens is that when we say the, word, the letters DEI or when we say diversity, equity, inclusion, people automatically think of apparent diversity. They think about what, they, what you may be able to see from a billboard or something like that, which, yes, that is also diversity. That's there. But over and over again, we ignore disabilities, and we don't think to consider individuals with disabilities in that conversation surrounding DEI, surrounding that. I think that when we think about disabilities, we have to understand that disabilities, your ability, that's part of diversity. The unique strengths, weaknesses, identities that people have, that's part of it. When we think of equity, that has to be in disability that's there, ensuring that people have equal access in whatever they need, that way they can fully be involved in all aspects of life, making sure that they have those resources and also understanding that we all don't start from the exact same place. And then the inclusion part is as well, because when we think about inclusion, it's in the policies, but also in the interactions that we have. It's more than just inviting someone to the table to be there, but you don't want these individuals to just feel tokenized in there. You want to make sure that their voices are heard, that they are able to add in all of their ideas, their unique perspectives into the conversations. And that's when we have disability and we have that as part of DEI, when, I, when they have that as part of the conversation, that's when we can reach a more holistic answer. Absolutely. Thank you. So what is one thing you would like people to know about what you do? I think I would like people to know that we're all in this together. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I think it's important that we all understand that we're all in this together, that although I am the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion, diversity, equity, inclusion work, that's everybody's job. That's everyone's in there. Yes, it may be in my title, but it's in your role. It's in your the work that you do. Even if you don't call it that, even if you don't use those letters, you're still doing that work. You're still making sure that we can have more of an inclusive environment. You're still working to make sure that we have that accessibility. I think that with DEI, we can all serve as champions with diversity and inclusion. We can all do this, and it's important that we are becoming more and more culturally competent each and every day that we can do this work. But as we do this, I think that in our actions, we create that ripple effect. It's something that goes out that if we have those interactions, let's say I have an interaction with Callie that is inclusive, that uh, promotes belonging. Now Callie's gonna have that conversation with Aaron, something like that, and it's gonna continue to ripple out. And that's something that is far away from a DEI director, far away from that, but it continues to ripple out throughout the organization. 
You've talked about connections between DEI initiatives and universal design. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? I can. So when we think about diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives and how that really relates to universal design, we have to think about what universal is and what universal design does. So when we think about universal design, we're thinking about ensuring that products and services are available and fit a wide range of people. We're really thinking about all people. And that's people with various identities and abilities and everything that's there. So universal design really goes into that equity piece that's there, that equity. How I try to tell people about universal design is we're not just talking about accommodations that may be specific to one person. We're talking about something that fits really all people that's in there. Think about it as in Netflix. When Netflix and you're able to turn on closed captions, many people turn on Netflix closed captions even if they're not deaf or hearing or impaired. Even if that's not the case, they still turn that on because it helps them comprehend. It helps them understand. And by doing that, yes, it may be a little more work to add those closed captions on there, but by adding it on there, now it appeals to a wider audience. Now we're able to have those services that are more accessible for everybody. So that's the importance of universal design. And that's the importance of universal design in diversity, equity, and inclusion work is that we're appealing not just to a specific population, we're appealing to everybody. That is so true. You have teached the intro class in universal design, HCI 350. Why is that class important? Yeah, I did. So I helped with instruction with the HDI 350 course. And with that course, I think that it was incredibly important. It's one of those courses that has that interdisciplinary design. It's one of those that we had people that were undergraduate, but also that were potentially graduate. And also those students who might be full-time students, also others that have a background, that have a professional experience that are there. And they're also taking these courses as well on the side. Those conversations that were in there, I think that's what was most important. The conversations that were had, that we're able to have those interactions. We talked before about how the connections worked, how important those were. And I think that that class was one of those, that people were able to have those interactions with people, those discussions, being able to learn about how other people navigated the world and navigated the system. I think that's something that was incredibly important to have. So I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to instruct that class. So one thing that I really have an interest in is higher education in general and just people having accessibility to that, like being able to come and get a bachelor's degree and just further their education for so many different, like, there's just a lot that goes into it. It's like a lot to explain. But can you kind of tell me like why you chose counseling and personnel service? Yeah, so it's counseling and personal services okay. with a specialization in college student personnel. Okay. That's there. Yeah. yeah, so I definitely can tell you a little bit more about why I chose that because when we think about some of those things, and I talked earlier about why I decided to do this work in DEI, the main focus of that work wasn't DEI initially. It was just college student personnel, just higher education, making sure that I could meet and work with all students. And I'm sure that we have all, we're either students or have been students before, we understand how diverse students are. And I think that's the reason that DEI just fell in there. That I found that I was doing this work and I, as I was looking around, not too many people were doing the work. And it's one of those situations where 
I thought that someone should be doing the work and I'm thinking, why not me? You know, why not me? Why can't I do this work and making sure that I can at least be a champion because it's kind of one of those things is teach the teacher that we can all be in this together. And I think that by being in this role, I don't want to just keep knowledge to myself. I think that we're better in this world when we work together, when we have those opportunities to share our knowledge, not, not be selfish with it, but share the knowledge with it. So I think that's the reason I do this work is to increase the knowledge, increase the cultural competency of higher education, of all professionals that can be there and make sure that we can support each and every individual. Well, thank you. Well, Dr. Wright, this has been a really great conversation. I just want to ask you if there is anything else you haven't got a chance to talk about that you would like to share with people listening. I think something that we've been able to touch on before, but haven't really been able to dive deep in. I am extremely happy that I can be my most authentic self as I take on this work. When we think about in my authentic identity as a multiracial cisgendered man who is in the millennial age group that focuses on DEI and also as a self-advocate, as someone with a disability, I am happy to be to have the opportunity to, to do this work, creating more accessible and inclusive campuses and in the environments, not just here at the Human Development Institute or at the University of Kentucky, but also across the nation in higher education, making sure that each and every student realizes they, they are important and that they can be their most authentic selves at all times. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Wright and Kylie, Jacob, Callie, and Boris. Thank you all for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Big thanks to Dr. Nicholas Wright and to the UK students involved for this conversation. This has been Community Spotlight. Thanks for listening. 